Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. And this time, we're talking about joint practices with the Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as our first preseason game against the New York Giants. And to cover it all, we've got a guy who witnessed practice firsthand for the Jacksonville Jaguars and did some commentary for the game against the New York Giants. That's right. It's former all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, the interception leader, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? Not too much. Just enjoying the last little week, enjoying watching you with the Lions, and enjoying hearing your thoughts on how things were going. It was a lot better than last year when you didn't have a lot to say. Yes, a lot better than last year. From so many different aspects. Um, it's a lot better. I was, I left there feeling good. I left there feeling like, okay, this, this, this feels different. Now, obviously I'm not playing. Obviously I'm not, um, I don't know, but it felt different than what it felt last year. Last year, <clears throat> Last year, it felt like um, last year, it felt like a DB that says I'm the best in the league when they really know they're not the best in the league. They just feel like they got to say that. You know how they, they be like, oh, I feel like I got to think I'm the best. And I'm just like, no, you don't. Like, you can understand that I'm a good player, but there are some guys that are better than me at this moment, right? Last year, that's what it felt like. They were fake confident. Like, they thought they were, but it was this year, it felt like a veteran, like a true confidence, a mature, like, we've been there, we understood, we understand we understand who we are, and now we're ready to go and win. That's what it felt like. We're not hoping to win. We're not depending on the hype to win. We're going to win because we are a good football team. That's what it felt like this year as opposed to last year. And then the guys to see the work this year, was different than last year. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And that is great to hear because last year, the big thing you came back, it was the energy. The energy just wasn't there aside from Jamal Williams, who was just running his mouth all day on the offense. But there was no one on defense that could a put a lick on him and b chirp back. It just kind of felt like they let him just talk. 
So this year, was there more talking from the defense? And did it start where we expected it to start with CJ, GJ, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson? Yeah, no question. It started with CJ, GJ, and... Um, as mouthy as we expected? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mouthy. mouthy. But he was a cool guy. Um, Good. You know, he was a cool guy. He worked hard. He made, he made several... Several big plays when I was there, um, big hits. Um, you know, he he looked he looked he looked good. The the starting the starting secondary, they looked they looked pretty good. Um, you know, they had CJ at one safety and they had Kirby at the other safety, and then they had um, Cam Sutton at one corner, which I liked what I saw from Cam Sutton from. A preparation standpoint, a pre-game, pre-practice standpoint. You remember last year I talked about how, man, I'm out there on the field, and I can't remember exactly what time practice started. But you just say practice started at 10:30. DB's not getting out there to 10:25, right? It's nobody out there putting in work. Um, and then this year, you know, practice started at 10:30. I'm out there at 10 o'clock. Cam Sutton is already out there. I saw him walk out there at probably like 9.45. You know, he's putting in work. And Jerry Judy, I mean, not Jerry Judy, Jerry Jacobs is out there putting in work. And then, you know, all these guys, they're out there. Coach Dre Bly is out there with those guys. They're putting in work. They're going through, you know, catching footballs and, and doing drills and footwork and, you know, that's completely different than what it was last year. And so for me, that doesn't always equate to wins, but it shows a level of want to. It shows a level of commitment to my craft. It shows a level of wanting to practice at a high level because I'm going to come out here and get myself prepared to practice at a high level. You can't practice at a high level if you don't prepare to practice at a high level. So when you see those things, like I said, it doesn't always equate to wins or playing great, but it's better than not doing those things. It's just a level of professionalism where it is, hey, this is my craft. This is my job. This is my passion, my profession. And so I am going to go above and beyond to make sure I am at the top of my game. And last year, it was a very young secondary. Tracy was the veteran in the room. There was no veteran cornerback, period. They were all on their rookie contracts. Now, you got a bunch of veterans in there. You got CJ GJ. You've got uh, Kirby Joseph, another year in the league. Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley wasn't there, but they're expecting him to have a veteran presence there too. And Jerry Jacobs emerging into a veteran of his own with a player coach in Dre Bly, something that they also didn't have last year. Were you excited about what you saw from Dre Bly? I know that was one of the biggest offseason additions that flew under the radar that you were excited about because he's a turnover guy and the Lions have not been a turnover team. Right. I was definitely excited about that and... I was excited to, you know, talk with Dre for a little bit. And, you know, like you said, and we talked about those things, right? 
when you are a turnover guy, those are going to be the things that you preach. Those are the things that you see. You see opportunities and you see ways that you can help guys get turnovers. You emphasize those things each and every day in practice, each and every day in meetings. Like those are things that you emphasize because that's who you are. And you can't take a guy, like I said, and there's no disrespect to him as a player, but you can't take a guy who's not a turnover guy and think they're going to just become a turnover guy. That's just not who they are. And this year, you know, CJGJ having, you know, I think he, you know, led the league or had multiple interceptions last year, um, bringing him over that, you know, I don't even know what you call it, but that presence of somebody that wants to seek after the ball, right? You bring in uh, Cam Sutton, you bring in some veteran guys that's been on winning teams around winning programs that know what it looks like, know what it takes. Um, And then you have a coach that was a turnover guy. I liked what I saw. I liked, I liked what I saw. I liked their, their size. I liked their intensity. Um, You know, they're still young in the sense of from playing together, this group hasn't played together. Right. The only one that's, you know, played here last year really was Kirby, right? I think Jerry was hurt last year or didn't play as much. Played and at then, the end of the year, but it, it yeah. was a, a slow process. Right, and then Cam wasn't here and, and CJ wasn't here. So this is their first time playing together. So for me, you know, I, 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 like, I would like to see, you know, and I don't know how much they're going to play today in, in, in the preseason game or against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the preseason game because they're doing these joint practices, right? But as I feel like there's nothing like getting those game reps, you know, in in the building, in the stadium with the noise, being able to communicate verbally and non-verbally because that's what's so big in the games and <clears throat> and with the communication of secondary, right? You have to be able to communicate non-verbally where you can't hear me. We are 20 yards apart, but we have to see the same thing. We have to read each other's body language. We have to understand the signals and the signs and all these different things. And yes, you can get that in practice, but you also can hear better in practice because even though they have noise and this and this and that, it's not 80,000 people screaming either. So I would like to see them get some reps today in a game and see what they look like. But um, I, I like I like the intensity and the intention, the detail of what I saw, and they and they performed well. You know, um, they had a couple blows against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Jacksonville Jaguars got a pretty good offense. You know, Christian Kirk and Kevin Ridley and uh, Zay Jones and you know Jamal Agnew and Evan Ingram, and they got good running backs and you know Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback. Um, so they, they got weapons. And so it was a good challenge for those guys. And I thought for the most part, they held up. Obviously you're going to give up a couple scores and you do a whole period of red zone. They're going to catch a couple little dinkers in the end zone. That That's nothing that you really worry about. Um, but they competed well, they competed well. And I, and I think I, 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 th- I thought they had a good time. Good day. Very, very happy to hear that. One final question on the secondary here. 
Brian Branch versus Tracy Walker. I know you mentioned the four starters when they go in base formations. It seems like it's Kirby and it's CJ GJ. Did you see much of the nickel formation and who was it? Was it CJ in the slot, Tracy deep, or was it Branch in the slot with CJ deep or was it both? Um, You know, I saw Branch in the slot. Um, I didn't, I didn't see CJ in the slot much. Um, I saw Branch in the slot for the most part. And um, you know he did well. He did well. He's he he was everything that that they've advertised. He he played well. He he looks comfortable in there. He played there a lot in Alabama. So, um, but that gives them flexibility. You know, having the ability to have him there or CJ there that gives them flexibility. You know, Tracy Tracy ran with the twos for the most part. Um, he was in there. He rotated in with the ones uh, a few times. Um, and I don't know if that was because he was just rotating um, or if it was just CJ GJ was being a vet and, you know, make a couple plays and take a series off or get my helmet fixed or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? But Tracy was in there with the ones. Um but yeah, Brian Branch was he he looked good. He looked good. He he didn't act like a rookie. He didn't look like a rookie. He looked like a like a guy that understands what he's doing. Um and even when I talked with him, he he sounded like a guy that that understands um he understands what it takes. You know, and whenever I get a guy, a young guy that just asks, you know, what's some advice? Like, you know, I love to hear that because sometimes when you're dealing with a bunch of men, you know, in the in the league, sometimes a lot of these guys don't want to ask these young guys. They don't want to ask for help. They don't want to ask for advice. You know what I'm saying? So for him to not have too much ego, um, not to, you know, feel so big time, but to be able to say, hey, man, what's some advice? Like, what should I, what do I need to do? Like, what can I do to help myself and all these different things? You feel like a kid like that really wants to learn. He really wants to know. He really wants to to play well. And what you're seeing on the field is is that. And it was good. I, I, I liked him. I liked him. I liked him. Love to hear that. The humbleness when he has one of the all-time Lions greats in the secondary right there in front of him to be humble enough to ask, hey, how can I get better? What can I do? Love to hear that. And love to hear how they matched up with the Jaguars wide receivers. They have a talented group of pass catchers. They are deep and they are top heavy as well. What about the Lions wide receivers? Did you see much of them? Because Jameson, I believe, was out that day with the hamstring strain. He's not going to play the rest of the preseason. And Amon Rob St. Brown was dealing with an ankle injury as well. So what did you see from the Lions pass catchers, if anything? Well, that was the thing, right? So Jameson went down, Amon Rod went down. And I didn't know they that they had went down because the way the way that they had the practice field set up, you know, they got two fields. So I was kind of standing in the middle so I could kind of see both. Right. 
but I'm really paying a lot of attention to what we're doing defensively. And I'm looking over ever so often to see what we're doing offensively. So I didn't know Amon went down and I didn't know Jamison went down, but after practice, we're standing around and Amon was out there dressed like me, you know, t-shirt on and some shorts. And I looked at him. I was like, man, he went inside really quick and got dressed and came back out because he's with his family or whatever. And I was like, man, that was really quick, you know? So then I go in the building, I go upstairs and do some interview and stuff like that. And then I was talking to one of the, um, people that work on the website and, and, you know, she was like, well, I'm getting ready to write up stories from practice headlines and things like that. And she's like, the biggest things are probably Jamison got hurt and Amon Ross St. Brown. I was like, I knew I didn't see those guys out there. I freaking knew it. Um, but the one thing that I did see from my offense and every time I kept looking over there, every time I kept, uh, seeing a big play or something like that, it was Khalif. It was Khalif. I'm talking big plays, catching runs, deep balls. It was Khalif. And I kept saying, man, Khalif's showing up over there. Like I said, I didn't know Amon and and Jameson wasn't over there. I just knew when I look over there, Khalif was making plays. Um, Marvin had a couple of nice plays and, you know, Jameer Gibbs is, he's, he's electric, he's electric. And so, um, offensively, you know, Jared looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. He had a couple of plays where I felt like, ah, come on, Jared, we can't do that. But you know, it's training camp. That's, that's why you practice. So you don't expect him to be perfect in practice like that. Um, but for the most part, I thought he looked good. He looked in control. Um, the wide receiver, the young guy, Chase Coda, he looked good. I saw him make a few plays. Um, so offensively, they looked, they looked, they looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. The thing that, you know, I was thinking about is the importance of a Jamison Williams. Right. The importance of a Jamison Williams. I was thinking about that because when you're in practice and you're watching and you start to think about the game and how the game is played. And I know they may not feel like they need it. But when you don't have the threat of somebody taking the top off your defense. The safeties, they play a little different. And they can crowd up the middle to where it makes it difficult for those intermediate passes that you live off of. So outside of Jamison Williams, I didn't see someone who I felt like, hey, man, this guy right here is taking the top off and they better be paying attention to this guy. Everything else, you know, number eight, what's I think his name? Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Um, you know, he looked he looked pretty solid. You know, I think he can make plays. Um, I don't know just how fast he is or if guys fear him like that. Um, 
But obviously, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, he can get behind you, but he make a lot of his money intermediate, you know, catching a lot of passes, screen passes, out routes, corner routes, crossing routes. He make his money a lot that way. Marvin Jones, he's not the deep threat guy anymore. He's going to be making his money the same way. Contested catches, tough catches, going up on the sideline, things like that. Khalif, yeah, he's a tiny guy, though, you know, so – He's not a guy that you feel like is going to be a huge deep ball presence. He's going to be another guy that's making his money within the offense and being able to make plays after the catch, right? So without Jamison in there, who are you looking at as somebody that can get over the top of the defense? Because over the course of 17 games, I think it's very, 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 very difficult to always have to go 15 plays, 80 yards. You know what I'm saying? You need a couple of those three-play, you know, 65-yard touchdown drives because you hit a 40-yard bum over the top. You need some of those over the course of a game, over the course of a season, if you're going to continue to score points and win. Um, so that was my only thing. So, you know, to see Jamison in that first preseason game drop that that – touchdown or that deep ball like you know when you're in a situation that he's in being a high draft pick coming off injury like he's been you know getting caught up in the gambling stuff being like you got to put good stuff out there you got to put good stuff out there and that's something that you got to put out there that man you should have made that catch you got to go up and make that tough catch and he didn't so We'll see. And then now you're 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 injured. Um and you know, I don't wanna speculate, you know, I don't wanna say too much because I don't know. I can't see everything. But like I said, there was a lot of corners and secondary guys out there pre-practice getting work in. And when you're doing that, training camp is a lot of running, right? It's a lot of running. It's fast-paced. It's, it's going. And now you're practicing with another team. So the intensity is a little higher from the beginning, right? They didn't even do one-on-ones that from a defensive standpoint, I mean, wide receiver, DB standpoint. They probably did it O-line, D-line. They didn't even do it wide receiver, DB. They went straight from stretch to about, 10 minutes of individual, straight to team. Ooh. Right? So you're going, like, right now. So to get your body ready to go, primed, warmed up, sweating, muscles loose, all, that's very difficult to do in just team stretch, right in the individual, right in the play. Like, coming out there early, getting your body ready to go, building your body up on your time, right? Start not running in a jogging and building yourself up to where, okay, now I'm running full speed. And then you go through team stretch and re-stretch and re-warm up and redo all those things. You can probably help prevent some of those soft tissue issues. But if you don't do those things and then you just come out and think, I mean, we've all seen wide receivers stretch. 
these guys don't stretch like that. They go through the motions and in, in, in freaking warm-ups. And then they're going to think you're going to just come out there and start. And then you pull a hammy. I don't know. Those things can be avoided sometimes. And, I mean, I'm one of those guys, you know, that they, I mean, they say only fast people pull their hamstrings. I've never pulled a hammy in my life. So, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I wasn't fast, but I felt like I tried to do everything I could to prevent pulling a hammy. And I never pulled a hamstring a day in my life. I think you're pr- plenty fast enough, but it makes sense. It's all about the preparation. And of course, freak injuries happen. There is no way to prevent 100% of injuries, but you can do things to mitigate them to try and avoid them and even if you don't avoid them if your body is in shape if you are in the right place then it might not be as severe it might not be as bad so we don't know if that's the case with Jamison Williams but it's just another little red flag another little thing that's gone wrong and those can all be erased if he comes out in week seven and balls the hell out but it's just another little thing that set him back, which is so important for a player who didn't have training camp last year, didn't play much last year, and now is going to miss six games. So I'm happy to hear Khalif Raymond is stepping up. They have mentioned that without Jamison, he'll be relied on a little bit more, but he's also the punt returner, like you said. So he's more of a get the ball in his hands and make a play after that. So it's going to be interesting to see what this offense ends up looking like without Jamison Williams. Sounds like Jameer Gibbs is going to be a big part of it, though. It does. And, you know, I saw him. They 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 did a lot with him. He's going to be in the backfield. He's out of wide receiver. He's, he's, he's in the backfield getting used as a wide receiver. He's running the ball between the tackles, running on outs. He's going to be a big part of the Lions offense. And then, obviously, they brought in the big running back, um, what is his name? Freeman. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Yeah. He he's a big guy. He's a big guy. You know, pretty, pretty solid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's he 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 was a good size guy. And so, but they're running back, so they gotta stay healthy over the course of a season. I mean, the thing that I saw about Jameer Gibbs, man, and and I don't know, like I haven't went and looked at his bio, but like when I saw him at the practice, you know, he, he got some muscle on him. He had a bigger shirt on, so you can't see like if he's ripped or anything, but you can see like his traps and stuff like that. But man, he got such a baby face, man. <laughs> he got such a baby face. I saw him like, man, this guy looked like he's like 20. He looked like he looked like he was a college student. Like that's exact. Like when I saw, him, I was like, "Well, he looks like a college kid." And he was interacting with, I don't know if that's his girlfriend or his wife or whoever she was, but they were just interacting like like young college kids. And I just sat there and watched him for probably twenty minutes. Just like this guy looks like a little college kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's a great football player. <laughs> but he has such a baby face. Uh yeah, I would never have assumed that like he was a football stud like he is. You know what I'm saying? Just looking at his face, he's just such a baby face. But um, he he ran hard. He ran with intent. He ran with purpose. He caught the ball well. 
So um, and then once he gets in open space and you know he he turns it on, he can he can go. So if he can stay healthy, Lord willing, he he should have a he should have a big year in that offense. Unassuming, but a absolute baller, absolutely hilarious. And we got to see a little bit of him in preseason action against the New York Giants, a game that you were helping to commentate. What was that experience like, and how did you enjoy the Giants Lions game in general? Um, it was cool. You know, I mean, I love talking the game. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge um, when it comes to the game. I feel like I can talk football. I feel like I feel like it was one of the things that God blessed me with. He gave me knowledge. Um, he gave me the ability to talk and to explain and express. So I love to to do it. Um, you know, I, and I love, you know, the technology of it now to be able to sit at my own house and do it because that's some of the things that, um, you know, that have, I would say, halted me from doing as much is the traveling and being gone and, you know, having to go to here and there to do it. But be able to sit at my house and watch the game and, and talk the game and just talk football in general, I thought it was pretty cool. I told the Lions they should do that more often, you know. Um, they should, and they should bring they me should. back. They, right, we should have a, a, a every week we're we're, we're doing that, um, but it was it was cool and and you know it was cool to be able to see some of the game because I mean unless I was watching it on the replay or whatever I, I don't think I would have been able to see it live on NFL Network in Houston, um, yeah they done played it several times since then, um, but it's also the first preseason game and like I say nowadays with these joint practices. The starters and the, the top guys aren't even playing as much in these preseason games. So, I mean, you, you for me, you're just watching it to watch because, you know, half of those guys, I mean, they're not going to – some of those guys are not going to even be there. They're going to be backups. And the guys that you want to see playing and getting reps, they're not, they're not playing. So you're watching the game. But, like I said, I was only watching it because it was on my broadcast and I was sitting there for a while watching it. And so you see some plays, you see some things, and – like I said, Fort Field sound like it was rocking for the first preseason game. You know, that that shows a level of excitement even from those guys. And so I I, I think it's gonna be a, a big a big year for those guys. I think it's gonna be a big year. But the commentating stuff, the broadcasting stuff, I mean, I could do that stuff all day. I could do that stuff all day. I mean you could. You could. You really that's could. what I do. That's what I do. I talk. The camera comes on and you just drop knowledge about all sorts of things. And we are so lucky to have you here on Believe in Lions every single week. And during the season, we'll be doing twice a week covering the pregame, the postgame. Can't wait for all of that. And just love getting to hear Glover Quinn break down some football. Anything else you noticed at these joint practices in the game in the preseason that you were commentating any other big takeaways small takeaways or just things you've picked up on because there's a whole bunch of positions we haven't even touched on the linebackers the d-line the o-line right and and that's that's you know so i'm a defensive back and that's so why hard. we focus it's, on <laughs> it's, and it's you're right and it, like i said i didn't even go down with the d-line and linebacker d-line and o-line doing one-on-ones because i'm watching the db's and the wide receivers go through seven on seven, right? Um, 
But I will say some things, right? So um, at linebacker, I was a little concerned. Um, I know we drafted Big Jack Campbell. Malcolm Rodriguez made some plays. But I didn't look out there and 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 know who, I don't know who's the starting linebackers. Who who are your starting middle linebackers? And I feel like the middle of your defense is so very important. The voice of your defense is so very important that I know sometimes we have competition battles and all these different things. But my middle linebacker, I need to have him locked in. We we need to start building that voice on our defense. And I don't I didn't really see that. And I could have missed it. I'm not saying that I didn't miss it. But I saw Jack in there sometimes. I saw Matt, like I saw a bunch of different guys in there with the wands and stuff. So I'm just like, who 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 is the guy? You know, um Jack looked good going downhill. You know, he looked young in coverage. You know what I'm saying? He looked young in coverage. He'll get there. He is young. You know, he'll get there, hopefully. Um, but I think, I mean, but this is what I thought when they drafted him. You know, anything in between the tackles downhill, Jack is going to be on top of it, you know, this year. He'll grow into better coverage guy, better auto sideline to sideline guy. And he looked like he could run. He looked like he could move a little bit when I saw him. It was a ball on the ground, and the way he came through and scooped it and made a couple moves, I'm like, okay, Jack looked like he can run a little bit. He got some movement to him. Um, but just little things I saw in coverage with his eyes, and his he looked a little uncomfortable in certain things. But like I say, that that could be expected. And, you know, he'll he'll get better at that stuff. Um, but I would hope within the next day or so, <laughs> and maybe they have, and I just have, don't know it yet. But that they could lock in. This is our. These are our. These are our backers. These are our two, like guys. If we're gonna go with two, or if we're gonna go with three, whatever we're going with, the, the, here they are. Um, and yeah, I didn't really get to pay. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the D line. I mean, I, I saw Hutch a few times, and you know he looked pretty solid. You know, a couple of things I felt like, you know, he can get a better feel for as a player, right? Like when you're a rookie, a lot of times you play as a robot, right? You play exactly how the coach tells you to play, right? You do exactly what the coach tells you to do. The older you get, the better you get, you still take care of the responsibility that the coaches tell you to take care of. You just understand how to play a little better. So you see things faster. You feel things faster. You react to things faster, right? Sometimes you just go and make a play, right? So it was a couple of times where I felt like he was still like doing exactly like as a robot, you know what I'm saying? Because you have those 
zone reads and boots or whatever. And sometimes, you know, when they do the zone read, you know, they want you to shuffle down, make sure it is, and then the quarterback gets outside of you, and now you're chasing the quarterback. And there are sometimes where you got to be able to read the intentions and understand the down and distance and understand what's going on and say, you know what, I'm finna go make a play. And instead of taking three shuffles, I got a good read on it. I took two, and I'm up the field causing problems in the backfield. Or maybe I just say bump and I'm going. Hey, talk to my linebacker. Hey, this is what they're running. I can see it in their eyes, right? And he'll get there, hopefully. Those are just some things that I'm talking from a lot of experience. You know, sometimes you just got to go and make a play and you got to understand the moment to do that. You know, if you set them up and set them up and set them up as somebody that's definitely going to take my shuffles down in the right moment, you got to pull it out where. I'm going to make a play. I know I know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to get me down. I can see the tight end over here. Oh, this is what they're going to try to do. And then you go and be a big-time ball player. But overall, I think I thought he looked pretty good. Well, and it's just going from pretty good rookie of the year candidate to a Pro Bowl caliber player. That is the difference between – just following orders, just following your technique, what you're supposed to do, and just going out and making plays, reading a quarterback, reading the offensive line, and balling out. And hopefully that comes with Jack Campbell as well with the linebackers. The linebackers are one that have had me a little bit worried this offseason. It sounds as though Alex Anzalone is once again going to be the green dot. He's going to be the Mike, but kind of sounds like they're ready to move on from him, even though they just re-signed him because they've got Derek Barnes, Jack Campbell, and Rodrigo all shuffling in, but they also want Jack Campbell to be the green dot at some point in his career. So that's the one position where it doesn't feel like there's a lot of cohesion. And then on the D-line, it just feels like there's a lot of depth. It feels like there's Aiden, and then they've got Charles Harris, John Kaminsky, James Houston, Josh Pascal, Romeo, and Julian Aquara. And then the defensive interior a little bit thinner, but it's guys that we know, Aleem McNeil, Isaiah Bugs are back, drafted Broderick Martin. So interesting that the one worry I had is the linebacker and a little bit the D tackles too, and that is what you notice. But they got away with it at times last year with Rodrigo and Alex Anzalone. I just, hopefully they can find some clarity there. Right. And I think now is the time. I don't think they need to go another week of not knowing and continually shuffling shuffling well, i think see, they need i need to, i think they need to get that locked in when you see all these quarterback competitions are being settled this week they officially announced that anthony richardson would start for the colts they announced that sam howell will start for the commanders they haven't announced it officially for cj stroud and the texans but we know that's coming he's, he's starting he's starting two preseason games he's a starter yeah, even if it's not official so this is the time after the second preseason game, during the second preseason game, heading into that third game, you kind of need to have all your starters figured out. You need to know who's winning these position battles so that they can get the full rep. They can get the full experience. Right. And, 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 and you know, outside of that, it's time to start, like, guys understanding roles. That's a big part of a lot. You know what I'm saying? Guys that are in leadership roles need to understand that they're in leadership roles, guys that are in backup roles and guys that are in this, like they need to know what their roles are so they can start to, to learn 
how to be the best in their role, right? And that's the only way that you move up, honestly. You got to be the best in your role because when you show that you're really good in your role, when somebody goes down, they add to your role. But if you can't handle your initial role, <laughs> how are you going to move up to somebody else's role? You can't even handle this role. You know what I'm saying? So I think those things need to start getting locked in, um, established. And this is the this is a good week. And, and I don't even know what they only have three preseason games. Yeah, they've gone to three now. Unless you have the Hall of Fame game, then you're forced to play four. Yeah, so they got a game today and then they probably got a game next week and then they're done. And the next time we'll see them will be on Thursday night against the Chiefs. It's coming so, so soon. It's already late August. It's going to be September before you know it. It's going to be Lions versus Chiefs before you know it. Glover, thank you so much for your time today. Always such a delight hearing your thoughts on these lines, especially when you get to see it live and in person. Any final thoughts, any takeaways, any predictions you want to leave with our friends in the audience before we get you out of here? Oh man, I'm not predicting. I'm not predicting. <laughs> I'm not predicting. I know how much you love your predictions, <laughs> so I thought man. I'd offer it. But I, I will say, um, I think the lines will be um I think the lines will be ready this year. I think they do win the North. I do. I think I, I mean and and like I said, that's born everybody staying healthy and and playing. But I think I think they win the North, and you know we'll see, we'll see. Like I said, I think they are ready for the expectations this year, and I think they got some good pieces, veteran pieces, in the right positions to help lead the team. And hopefully, hopefully it shows up on Sundays. And I've always said this each and every week, you know, you, you can have all the expectations, you can have all the hype, you can have all that stuff. You have to go out and win football games. We can like all the coaches and the staff and everybody. You have to go and win football games. So Lions, let's go and win some football games. Yes, please. Let's go win some football games. Let's not start out the season one and three or whatever it was. Let's go win. Let's get a winning record and let's carry that through to an NFC North championship. Glover, Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have all enjoyed the knowledge that Glover's been dropping from Jaguars Lions training camp. And until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.